welcome to another week of the podcast. I am so, so excited about this episode today. I have Julie Cole, the co-founder of Mabel's Labels, and I know you know who she is. She is a local entrepreneur, and she is, like I said, the co-founder of Mabel's Labels, which we are all frantically purchasing right now because school is around the corner. Mabel's Labels has grown from a basement startup into an award-winning, celebrity-endorsed, and international marketplace leader. Julie is well known amongst North American business and entrepreneurs. She's a digital influencer, a sought after speaker, an MC. She has informed and entertained audiences at countless conferences, including the Stage Summit, Market to Women, Mom 2.0, Canadian Marketing Association, International Camping Conference, to name just a few. Julie has a brand new book out called Like a Mother. It's such an incredible book. I'm going to put the link to her book in the show notes. You have to check this book out. It's so good. It's such an easy read. If you're not a reader, you will love it. If you're a mom, you will love it. If you're an entrepreneur, you will love it. She's got life hacks, mom hacks, business hacks all wrapped into one. It's such an incredible book. So what are we talking about today? We're diving into literally so many things under the umbrella of entrepreneurship and motherhood. So something that I'm interested in and I wanted to pick Julie's brain about was like, how the heck did she do it all? How did she start Mabel's Labels with three young children under her belt, one that was recently diagnosed with autism during the startup of Mabel's Labels? Like, how the heck did she do it all? And we talk about all of it. We talk about what it takes to build a brand from the bottom up while simultaneously being a mom. Julie is such an inspiration. She is an incredible businesswoman and just an incredible person all over. She's also left us with a discount code. So if you are preparing for back to school, like I know I am, which will be a whole nother episode because, you know, I'm real sad. My littlest one is starting school, but Julie has left us with a code. So if you are looking to buy Mabel's labels, labels for your little items for school, please enter Julie 15 at checkout. This is like a site-wide discount, but it does exclude stamps and sale items. So use Julie 15 and you will save 15% on your order of Mabel's labels. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as always, if this is an episode that you have enjoyed or you're enjoying the podcast in general, please head over and leave us a rating and a written review. All of the written reviews that have come in this past week have literally made me cry. I'm so happy so many of you are enjoying this podcast. This podcast is like my favorite thing to do. And I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you that are listening So every rating and review helps the podcast grow. So keep them coming. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Honest as a Mother podcast. Today on the podcast, I'm very, very excited to welcome my guest, Julie Cole. She is the CEO of Mabel's Labels. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it or anything, (laughs) but welcome, Julie, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I was excited to chat with you today, Amanda. I'm I'm also really excited. I'm excited to pick your brain on so many things Mm -hmm. that I could keep here all day, but I won't. (laughs) 
Um, so for maybe anyone who lives under a rock, doesn't know Mabel's labels, doesn't know who you are, can you please give yourself a little introduction? Sure can, sure can. So yes, I'm Julie Cole. I'm the co-founder of Mabel's Labels. I'm a parenting writer and a mom of six. Um, we started Mabel's Labels 19 years ago. I can't believe it's actually been that long. And um, we started it for a couple of reasons. One was that there was a product missing from the market. We were labeling our kids' gear with uh, masking tape and permanent marker, which was no good. Uh, and we created a dishwasher microwave safe label. So we could put them on our bottles and our sippy cups and our wipes containers and all those things that we were always losing and getting mixed up with everyone else. So that was the first why we started Mabel's Labels. And the second was because at the time, my then three-year-old was just uh, diagnosed with autism and he already had two younger siblings. And I, we joke, I'm a, I'm a recovered lawyer. And um, I just didn't think the traditional workforce was going to suit me any longer. I needed to be able to program for my son, do all that early intervention stuff, advocate for him. And I thought entrepreneurship would provide some flexibility for me and it did. So then I, I said to the gals who I started it with, um, what do you think is now the time? They're like, let's do this thing. I love it. And so something that I talk about a lot on this podcast, I'm a working mom. I find obviously motherhood is like so beautiful and, you know, fills me in so many different ways. But also the biggest thing for me at the beginning of my motherhood was like, this isn't it for me, right? Like I'm not meant to be just mom and the moms that are like, you know, kudos. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to follow your own path and do what's right for you. And, um, you know, I always say we, we, as moms, as young moms, particularly when you start the journey, you have to be very careful that you don't let other people's ideas get projected onto you about what your life should look like or what having it all looks like. Um, so I think, you know, at the beginning of that motherhood journal, uh, journey, it's really important to be thinking about what you want. You're the expert of your family. You're the expert in your needs and, uh, and to just let that guide you. Yeah. And I find like going into motherhood is the biggest area I find most where people's like priorities shift or, you know, the expectation of what their life was going to look like completely shifts a little bit. Like, you know, oh, I always thought I'd be a stay at home mom. And then honestly, I thought I would yeah. be a great stay at home mom. Then I was like, you can't. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out that way. Well, and that's the thing too. And you get like, you have these ideas of what you think motherhood or parenthood is going to look like. And having never been there before, you just really don't know. I think we all suddenly empathize with our own moms a little bit more and everyone else up there. And, and, you know, it's that whole thing. Suddenly there's a pint sized dictator, you know, running your life. And that can be a huge shift. And yes, priorities do change. And you suddenly start to realize maybe you it isn't what you thought it would be. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And then we also have that layer of like daycare costs and what, you know, like you said, maybe you have a child with autism or you have a child with, you know, high needs of whatever sort and everything kind of shifts. Right. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious for the moms who are maybe in that stage, like what does starting a company look like when you have three <laughs> little kids? Like to me, this seems crazy. Okay. Yeah. Moms, right. We do. It, we go. 
<laughs> we all do. We all do crazy things. And in fact, if you think about it, 60% of women during the pandemic picked up a side hustle. So women are, and women are starting businesses at crazy rates, far more than men. Um, and moms also get very entrepreneurial because we see products missing from the market or there's gaps or services that we feel we need. So then we fill the gaps because, you know, moms are good and entrepreneurial that way. Um, but I will tell you, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was hard times. I mean, those days we were making labels in my sister's basement until 2 a.m. I was getting up with three kids. I was pregnant with my fourth, um, getting up with kids at 6 a.m., doing the whole do with them, doing the day with them and getting my son to all of his, you know, ABA and his therapy and all the rest of it and nap times and, and, you know, changing, changing diapers and changing the world at the same time, doing play dates and business plans simultaneously, you know, that, that hustle. Um, so I'll tell you what, it, it, it looks a lot like not what people think. I think uh, entrepreneurship also gets very romanticized. Mm-hmm. And I do talk a little bit about this in the book because, you know, they think, oh, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to make a bazillion dollars and I'm going to do a TED talk and I'm going to write a book and I'm going to be on stage and I'm going to do, do, do. And really um, what entrepreneurship looks like a lot, lot is making labels in the basement until 2 a.m. when you're, you know, pregnant with your fourth kid and, and not like putting kids to bed and sitting down with a glass of wine and watching Netflix or, you know, you know, catching up with your partner. It, it really looks like going into a basement for a good couple of years. And that's if it goes well, you know? So I do think when you start this entrepreneurship journey, if you have a partner or a family, it's always very important that the blinders are off and it's all about managing expectations. Does everyone know what it's going to look like? Cause it's going to be ugly. You're not doing trips. You're not, you know, you're not, you don't have spare money because you don't have your regular salary anymore. And you're anything you make, you're putting back in the business. Um, so yeah, you know, um, I know it looks like amazing in some ways, but I'm like, this is something I've been in line for, for 19 years, right? Like this is, as we, we joke often about the long overnight success stories, right? All of it takes a lot of time, a lot of hustle, a lot of energy, a lot of sweat equity, a lot, a lot, lot, as you know, Amanda. So it's, um, so it's not as glamorous as, as people seem to think it is. But you know what? For me, it was a lifestyle that worked great for my family. We did enjoy a lot of success with Mabel's and continue to. And the best thing about it is the community of moms that we're touching and that we have brought in. I mean, our community is everything. We have over 200,000 Facebook fans, 100,000 Insta followers. Our community is everything to us. And we just love moms. Yeah, you guys have a really great community. And the mom community alone, like it's always so supportive. They're always looking to better one another, uh, lift each other up and things like that. And a side note to what you were saying earlier um, about how it's so glamorized and everything else. And I agree. And I'm just going to let everyone know I podcast in my playroom. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that goes. Yeah. Everyone's like, do you have like a little space? I'm like, so I have this corner and (laughs) behind me. And uh, all the chaos just goes on around, but it works. Yeah, like we don't have a dining room. My dining room is my um, my studio, my my Zoom office, my where I do all my interviews. And and I mean that's everybody kind of had to. I think with the pandemic, you know, we're all home, and we're all working from home. And suddenly, I couldn't go and do things for Mabel's labels, or I couldn't go in studio for any TV things. I'm still doing TV from from my house, you know, in my would be dining room now studio. (laughs) Yeah. We've all, we've all had to adapt. Right. 
Yes, but I, I really wanted you to tell a story. So I read about it in the book and then I've heard you speak on a couple podcasts. So I knew like the whole start of it, but I really wanted you to talk about that because I feel like there are so many moms, especially that listen to this podcast that are trying to start something or want something different because they are now a mom. They want more time with their kids Mm -hmm. and they think they have to be this overnight success. And reality is just be the mom who's like hustling in the basement or the playroom at nap time or after bedtime till 2 AM. That's how that goes. I mean, that's how it is. And I think, you know, if, um, for the moms out there who are thinking about doing this or just at the start of it, make sure, you know, I always say your network is your net worth. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with positive people. Um, the entrepreneur, uh, journey can be very, very lonely for me. I was lucky I had co-founders and that was helpful in a lot of ways. Um, but for the solo entrepreneur, it can be, it can be a lonely slog. So make sure, um, you're joining. I know there's a really great Hamilton, um, Facebook group run by, uh, Steph McCarty that supports, uh, mom entrepreneurs and there's revolution her, and there's other organizations out there that support, um, moms specifically who are starting businesses. Cause we have a unique set of, of issues and, uh, challenges. Absolutely. Okay. Another question I have for you, because I want to know selfishly too, <laughs> how, how did you balance? Like what, what, like, you know, we always hear about like self-care and this, right. and that. like some of it can be such BS sometimes because right. you can't, right. but I'm curious, like when your kids yeah. were younger, how the heck did you balance it all? So I will say, um, quite frankly, uh, there was no like me time in the traditional sense. I wasn't going, getting nails done. I wasn't getting my hair. I wasn't getting going to a coffee shop and reading magazines. There was none of that. And if you need those things, I think that's awesome and you take them. I don't need those things. I didn't need those things. And I think if you do need those things, I would not have six kids and start a business. That would not be my advice. Um, so that's when you maybe start a business and have one or two kids or do again, also don't let people project onto you what, what you, they think you need. Like people were saying, Oh, Julie, you need this. You need, I'm like, I don't actually, I don't, I'm good. My idea of me time would be going to the hockey arena and not chasing a toddler around, actually being able to watch one of my kids play hockey. That was, that was so meaningful to me. And I figured out little ways to get it. Like I remember my kids were playing soccer or baseball or something, my big kids, but I would go and I would just be at the park with the baby and the toddler the whole time. Right. And then I realized, Oh, I could pay this 12 year old five bucks to come with me. And she could be at the park with them. Or even she would may have been 10. I don't need like an adult because I was there, but it meant I could sit in my lawn chair and watch my kids. So I found all these little hacks um, and little ways to get what I needed. And a lot of it, yes, did involve the kids, which is what I wanted as well. Like, that's why I left the traditional workforce. That's why I had so many kids. I, I like them. I like being around them. Um, so I found little hacks along the way and, and I stopped letting people tell me what I needed and, and started listening to myself. Mm-hmm. You hear that all the time. That's mm-hmm. to really and know yourself. For sure. For sure. And I think, you know, as far as the balance thing that 
sometimes things are going to go out of whack. Sometimes you're going to be, you know, working a little too much. I mean, August making labels is crazy time. We're running 24 seven those. So guess what, August, I can't really go to the cottage and hang out with the kids so much. So we try to make time in July. And then there's times where, you know, I'm, I'm busy with kids doing so and my work is lacking a bit. That's okay. You know, these things aren't forever. I make adjustments. I adapt. I do the, I make the changes. Um, I did give up mom guilt many years ago, many children ago, because I found it to be pointless and it took up a lot of headspace that was not useful. So if I start feeling that creep in, it means that I need to make a little change. So I do, you know, so that's, and if you feel out of balance, that's going to happen occasionally. And then just realign. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I've talked about this previously where it's like, we always feel like motherhood is very black and white, but really like you have to learn how to live in that gray area. So it's like entrepreneurship is the same, like the best mom. And then you cannot be the best businesswoman at the same time. You kind of have to sit in between and kind of suck at one, one way or another. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's, and and you don't have to be great at everything. Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a good mom. Am I a great mom? I'll check with the kids. They'll probably be like, yeah, world's okay as mom. (laughs) Nah, they like me. I'm pretty good. But you know what? You don't have to be the best of the best at everything, right? And that's why, you know, I'm not a great cook. But to me, I'm like, that isn't, I don't even see why that goes in with the motherhood role. Like I I, raising children and and keeping a house clean and feeding them. I don't, just doesn't seem fair that there's like being a label maker and a lawyer. Why do those things go together? So, you know, you don't have to be great at everything and get help when you need it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, I got a nanny when my fifth kid was one, that was three kids too late, you know, learn from me, get the help sooner. Um, Have somebody come in and clean your house. If it, you know, budget for that. I know these things are expensive, but do without something else. Keep the sanity. You know, you can't, uh, it's cheaper than therapy. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What, another thing I really want to ask you, because I relate so much to you about this, but like, let's dive into like, have you always wanted to be a working mom? Like, was that always something like, I know that you said you, you shifted, but mm. was it ever on your radar that you were like, I will just not be like, be a stay at home mom. Sorry. Um, I don't know. It's funny. I, I think I probably thought I would always work in some capacity. Um, I probably envisioned myself, as I said, I was, I, I was, a, I'm a recovered lawyer. I've saw myself doing family law with probably a like legal aid organization. Um, I know burnout can be high. Uh, so I probably would have tried to work part-time and, and get something to, so that I could manage all these kids. Cause I really did like having a lot of kids as well. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to those moms who are struggling with like wanting something outside of motherhood? Yeah. It's not okay. It's okay. Like, I think you have to remember and something that I've, I've witnessed now that my kids are old. I've got four teenagers and a 21 and 22 year old. So, um, I see that my work ethic has rubbed off on them. I see that I've been a good role model to them. I see the pride they have. I see the the entrepreneurship in them. So, you know, uh, working isn't bad. You're not, the, the mom who has big dreams for her family can have big dreams outside of her family. We can have both. We can have all the dreams and, and that's okay. So remember, there's a lot of great positive things that kids get from seeing their mom's work. Yeah. That's what I tell myself all the time, because is there hard days? Of course there is. Sure. But then when I hear actually something cute, my, 
son was playing down here and he like grabbed my microphone and he was like, hi, welcome to the honest is a <laughs> podcast. I and love I was, it. I know. And I was like, I love it. He's like, I have a podcast and I'm going <laughs> to talk to all other kids and we're going to talk about stuff that makes us happy. And I was like, I love it. I but love like, it. I love that they know that I have passions and a career outside yeah. of just being their mom. And I'm teaching them that they should be all of the things that they yeah. want to be. And you know what? Even like my friends who are full-time stay-at-home moms also are very, you know, they, they do volunteer work and they are engaged in the community and they do elder care of their parents and they have pets and they have like, they have things outside of their children too. And I think it's good for kids generally to see that moms have friends and moms have a, uh, if they have a partner or whatever. Um, I think, you know, you, you, you hear from kids who's mom, you know, the old smother, right? <laughs> like they don't want to feel like they're responsible for their mom's happiness or keeping their mom busy, you know? Um, so I think it's really important that kids don't feel that responsibility or guilt as they age and they need us less or in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. I know one of the fears that I always have is like motherhood changed who I am and changed like my priorities, my whole life kind of shifted on what I wanted. But if I don't focus on what that is now, I don't want to be like, you know, in my late fifties and then feel like that lonely mom who didn't figure herself out or take time for herself and wish I could go back. So I can still spend as much time as I possibly can with my kids And it is okay if you want to work and it's okay if you want to be a stay at home mom, but especially those stay at home moms, I think they need to hear it more and more and more. Like it is okay if you want to have a job or a side hustle or a, or volunteer, or just be out of the house for half the day. Absolutely. I mean, and honestly, the stay at home moms I've found, they've been such a huge part of my community there. You know, I think of a handful of them who have been like just running the nutrition program at school. I can always like, if I'm in a pickle or I'm in a bun, I'm stuck in a meeting. I'll be like, Hey, can you grab Jessamy as well? Jeannie should be like, yeah, no problem. You know, like these, like this is, it it takes a village. And I know that, you know, I have a great appreciation for the moms in my neighborhood who have, who've helped me out and and I've helped them out too. You know, we we're there for each other. And uh, I do, I have a lot of respect for the moms who are at home and, and have been able to support the working moms in their lives as well. Me too. Yeah. I want to talk about the book. Okay. Julie has this really incredible book that is out right now. It's called like a mother. You can get it on Amazon, which is like obviously the easiest and most mom-friendly thing. Click add to cart, come to my door, right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Amazon, Indigo, Barnes and Noble, anywhere, your favorite bookseller, just hop online and grab it. It's so good. You guys, you have to get a copy. Can you tell us a little bit about what's in the book? Sure. Okay. So it's called like a mother birthing businesses, babies, and a life beyond labels. And it really is um, storytelling. Obviously, it's nonfiction. I'm talking about, you know, it's full of mom hacks, parenting hacks, business hacks, life hacks, and just sort of the lessons I've learned through my years around raising a business and raising a family at the same time. And, you know, I'm just hoping that this book um, provides, you know, a little bit of relief um, a little bit of hope, a little, little, you know, helping moms not have to reinvent the wheel. If I can make something a little bit easier, um, that that's my goal. Well, you're doing it. I'm only halfway through it. However, mm-hmm. you know, I've already got like some highlighted portions. Oh, awesome. It's nice to hear somebody break it down to like, I did this in the basement, not just like, 
Right. You hear these, you know, like we said earlier, overnight successes or whatever, or it just makes it so real. And the thing is the way moms start businesses too, like it's different men and women start businesses differently, right? Like men will go to the banks and get the finances and rent a commercial property. Women are like, let's see, let me look, see how much I've got in my pockets. We go for love money. Like, do we have parents who can lend us money for our startup? Do we have a a friend or a spouse or, you know, that's, and we're very, you know, we're very like grassroots. Like we're very, we bootstrap. Right. And, uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it looks a lot different to how, how men do it. So I, I, I do hope that it makes it relatable Mm -hmm. um, for other women who are in the same position. It does. It makes, it made me feel like. Not uh, alone. (laughs) Not alone. And I will be successful. You know, sometimes you can get so caught up in all the glamour and whatever. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, I only have like, you know, X amount of dollars to put into this. But if I, if I listen to what Julie's talking about, she started from a basement. So, so, so am I. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Playroom to be specific. (laughs) That's right. Kitchen tables, garages, all the good stuff starts there. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Julie, this has been incredible. I appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing some of your tips. Please tell everyone where can they follow you, find you, buy your book, Mabel's labels, you know, all the things, all the good stuff. Okay. Well, um, yes, mableslabels.com. You can check out our awesome business. And if you want to find out more about me, you can go to mableslabels.com slash Julie Cole. And there's like, you know, my media kit. You can follow me on Insta, Julie Cole Inc. And at Mabel's Labels. I'm in all the usual spots. And I will absolutely have everything in the show notes. For awesome. Awesome. Super Yay. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, I'd love, obviously, I'd love for people to check out my book and let me know what they yeah. think. And of course, go and give it a, a five-star rating. Yay, please. Um, so, I, I mean, I just appreciate everyone's support so much, really. Absolutely. Number one, you are just like so kind, relatable, all of the things, but hello, you're local. And most of the people that are listening here are local. Everybody needs to go buy her book. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Mabel's labels was started in Hamilton, right? We're still in Hamilton on Chatham street and we sell in, you know, all over the world. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Mabel's labels is awesome. I first, when I started the school stuff, I was like, do I really need something like this? And then I got them and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> where did I ever do? I did daycare without them. What was wrong with me? What was wrong with you? That's dope. That's so offensive. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Amanda. I love, I love your podcast and I'm so happy you invited me on. Thanks so much. Oh, it's been so great. And thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Honest as a Mother podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you.